Good morning again. We're so glad you're here today. Thanks for joining us this morning and all the uh, new faces that are here today and those who are joining online. Thank you so much for being with us today. We have many uh, great partners and friends who uh, watch every week and uh, we hear feedback from them throughout the week that they've been joining us and watching online. And so we appreciate you all as well today. This morning, I want to share with something uh, with you that I don't know that I've ever really preached on, but it's an encouraging thought to me as I look at the Bible and look at the work of the New Testament and the work of what Jesus did upon the cross and uh, died upon the cross, rose again, promised to come again, and the work that he's done in each of us. And how many of us all know we're a work in progress, right? Oh, by God's grace, God is doing work in us and helping us day by day, continuing to grow into all that the Lord has uh, called us to be. And, you know, one of the amazing things about the work that God is doing in us is that oftentimes it's a reminder of the work that God has done in us. And all of us here today, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus, if you are saying today, I believe in the Lord, I've confessed with my mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you're living for him with all of your life, then you have what the Christian world would call and what the Bible would call a testimony. And your testimony is important. Your testimony is a story of God's power at work in your life. It's a story of transformation. It's not a story of how bad of a person I was and look at this and all the attention upon my badness. It was an, it's a story about I once was in sin, but because of how wonderful God is, my life has been changed and transformed. And every person here today who's a believer, every person here today, I want us to all remember this because there is no respecter of persons in this regard. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter your background, your education. None of that matters. Every person here today who's a believer has a, what God calls and the Bible calls a testimony. And your testimony is important. And we're going to see this morning about our testimony a little bit. And I want to talk to you this morning about sharing my testimony. The Bible tells us the story of, we see the incredible story throughout the book of Acts and even through uh, the writings of Paul. We hear Paul share bits and pieces of his story, but especially throughout the book of Acts, we see Paul is placed in one situation after another where he's placed before very important people and before different cultures and different backgrounds where he is compelled by the Lord to not only tell about the Lord Jesus and the work that God has done, but to share his story where he says the story of his conversion that happened in Acts chapter 9. I was on the road to Damascus, a bright light shone from heaven. I fell off on my horse and the story goes on. I was blind and all, all the, you can read the whole details of his story. But in multiple occasions, we see here throughout the book of Acts, the record of him sharing his testimony and the moment and many of the places where Paul shared his testimony it led to people coming to the faith by them saying 
whoa, Paul, you were a Pharisee and you used to persecute the church. You killed Christians for a living and God transformed your life. And now you're telling me about the wonders of God. Oh my goodness. Then God can do something for me as well. And it was an encouragement. God used Paul's story as a way to almost agitate something in the people that were listening that would bring them to repentance and say, if God can transform the life of a persecuting Pharisee, then surely he can transform my life. And that's the wonderful thing about a testimony, is a testimony is unique to you and I. All of us have different testimonies. And as we see in our culture today, a testimony normally refers to somebody who's taking the stand at court and they're giving their an account of what has happened about a specific situation. But likewise, in the Christian faith, and as we're going to see here today, you and I have, given, have been given a story of what God has done in our lives. And our unique stories are important. Every story here is different, and God created that. Our testimony is as unique as our fingerprint, and God did that intentionally. Because one thing, if all of our testimony was the same, and we all went through the same stuff and did the same stuff, uh, then it would be kind of uh, monolithic in a way of what God can do. But when it's unique as our fingerprint, then it shows that God's work is for anybody and everybody for a variety of situations. And our testimony can speak and your testimony might speak to somebody differently than my testimony may speak to someone. And so today I want to just encourage you about sharing our testimony. And the Bible tells us after Paul was going through these places, Paul was on this journey. Eventually he was going around sharing the gospel. And then he was on this journey where he was kind of uh, compelled where he had to go. But really the Lord was directing his steps. And he was on this journey to Rome where he would have to stand up and give testimony before high council of Caesar, before leaders of Rome, and share what was really happening and why the Pharisees and Sadducees were so upset with him, why the Jews, why they wanted to hand him over, etc., etc., as you can read throughout the book of Acts. But the Bible tells us, to start off the book of Acts, that the apostles tells us in Acts chapter 4, just a quick reference for you, that the Bible says that with great power, the apostles continue to testify about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Now remember, the apostles, many of them were eyewitnesses of Jesus. They were able to share an eyewitness testimony. They were able to say, no, we actually were there at the tomb. There was nobody there. And then we came back later and there he was, appeared in our room and told us and we saw him ascend into heaven. But Paul's story was a little bit different. Paul was not necessarily an eyewitness of Jesus's life as the apostles were to see him go to a cross, lay his life down. Perhaps he was from a distance, we don't know. But as living with Jesus, he has a little bit of a different an account. And all through this story of Paul's life, he is encouraged by the Lord to keep going, to keep pressing. And even when stones were being thrown at him and almost when he was beaten to death, the Lord was continuing to encourage him. Keep going, Paul. Keep sharing. And on one particular occasion in Acts chapter 23, Paul was standing before the Sanhedrin and 
Paul and maybe a wisdom that came from the Lord. He brought up a question. He said he wanted to talk about the resurrection of the dead. And so that broke out an argument between the Pharisees and the Sadducees because the Sadducees did not believe in that. And so then this whole thing, it became violent, the Bible says. And so then Paul quickly was rushed out of there because they were worried about uh, him being torn to pieces, the Bible says. Tells you how violent they got. And then the story comes that when Paul was in the barracks at night, the Bible says that the Lord came and spoke to him in Acts 23 and verse 11. The following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, take courage as you have testified about me in Jerusalem. So you must also testify in Rome. The Lord was encouraging Paul to keep sharing what I've done for you. Keep telling others what I have done for you. John chapter 15 and 26 and 27, when Jesus is teaching about the Holy Spirit's coming, he tells them, yeah, the Holy Spirit, he's going to come. He's going to testify about me. He's going to remind you the spirit of truth who has come. He's going to tell you all the things I've taught you about me. And verse 27, and you also must testify for you have been with me from the beginning. And though this was a command that was spoken to the apostles and the disciples, it is a command that we see throughout the rest of scripture that also applies to us that we must testify. If we have a story to share about God's wonderful work in our lives, why wouldn't we testify? Why wouldn't we tell all the world, all the things that God has done? Why wouldn't we exclaim it from the rooftops? No, I have to tell you my story. I have to share. No, I was once like this, but God came and did this. And now I'm like this. It's the story of God's incredible power. And so if we have a testimony, the Bible instructs us, then we must share it. Then we must share it. And so what is a testimony? What is a testimony? What does the Bible teach us about a testimony? Well, what's interesting about what the Bible teaches us about a testimony is maybe a little bit more serious than what you and I might perceive to be about a testimony. In the New Testament, when someone stood up to share their testimony, uh, we know that the Bible uses a word here that comes from a Greek word that where we get our word that means martyr. And you know what a martyr is, someone who lays down their life for the gospel's sake. And that was what a testimony was. And that was the word that even Jesus used in the scriptures we're going to look at in a few moments in Matthew chapter 10, was that when they testified, it was to make a solemn declaration about the truth, to confirm or attest something on the basis of a personal experience or belief. They saw it, they witnessed it, they experienced it, so they shared it. And in Acts, throughout the book of Acts, when any of the apostles got up, and we see this in Acts chapter 7, when Stephen gets up and he shares his testimony and he shares the story of God's redemptive love throughout the scriptures, we see this, that it cost him his life. And so anytime that the apostles heard the words that Jesus would say to them in John chapter 15, and he goes on to later explain to them, they knew that sharing their testimony could mean it would cost them their life. It would cost them everything. And so that shows us something, that if it costs us our life, if it costs them their lives, then it must be important. 
If it, wasn't, if it wasn't costing them their lives, then it wouldn't have been valuable. But because of that, surely it's valuable. Surely the power of sharing a testimony is somehow stirred up people in some way that said, no, we're going we're gonna to martyr those guys. We're going to arrest them. We're going to throw them in prisons. We're going to behead them. We're going to stone them. We're going to chain them up. We're going to crucify them. All the possible things that happened throughout the disciples' life, it cost them their lives. And so we know and we see, not just through Scripture, but through history that when the apostles and when believers and the Lord Jesus stood up and shared their testimony, something powerful happened in that moment that they saw God's power coming, speaking. Some people came to the faith, others didn't, and many of them, it cost them their lives. Our testimony is valuable, and the work that God has done in your life and all the years of sin that you look back on and are deeply ashamed about and that I look back on and deeply ashamed about and wonder, oh my goodness, I don't even want to bear the thought of thinking about that. Listen, what God does in our lives is never a waste. And though those years were wasteful in sin, the story of the gospel is this. Like Colossians 3 reminds us, you were once dead in your trespasses to sin, but since you have been raised with Christ, since you have been raised with Christ, and as the apostles did in Acts chapter 4, they testified about the resurrection of Jesus. Listen, this morning there is no testimony in your life or my life without the resurrection of Jesus. Why is that? Well, the Bible tells us that if any man be, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, tells us that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. All things have become new. And the work that God does in our life and the power of God's working in our life is because of Jesus' resurrection. When Jesus resurrected from the dead, he conquered death. He conquered sin. And he conquered the grip of that on our lives. And so because Jesus resurrected, because he came out of the dead, Jesus showed us that he has the power to take what sin has corrupted and to make it new again. This is why when we become Christians, we don't start over as brand new people, as babies. We don't go and we start, we lived our lives. You come to a, uh, come to a point as a believer and poof, you're an infant again and you start living. That's not why God does that. The power of the gospel is this, is that though the world lay in corruption and sin, the power of resurrection is that God can take what sin has corrupted and he can redeem it. He can buy it back from the grips of sin. And how did he buy it back? He bought it back with Jesus' life upon the cross and through the power of the resurrection. So therefore, he takes that story, he redeems it, and he uses it for his glory to show the world that what sin corrupts, I can transform. What the sin destroys, I can make new once again, as it will be done in all of eternity in the new heaven and new earth. It's the power of God's working in our lives. This is why when we share our testimony, it's important that we testify about the life that we had even before that. And you don't have to, it's not that say that you have to go into detail, but it's important to admit to all the world to say, I once, yes, I was a sinner. 
I was lost. I was astray. I was confused. Whatever your story might have been. But Jesus' love came and washed over me and brought me out. And now I see things differently. I'm not bound by what I used to be bound by. I'm not bound up and brought into captivity by the things that used to hold me captive. Because of the power of Jesus' resurrection. Because if Jesus' resurrection is not a point in our testimony, then there is no hope for the world. Did you hear me today? If Jesus' resurrection is not a point in our testimony, there is no hope for the world. The hope for the world without Jesus' resurrection is that death is imminent and there is no hope after that. But with Jesus' story and resurrection, a part of our story, and sharing that to the world, it's the proclamation that, yes, all of us will experience a moment where our earthly bodies will pass away, but that is not the end. That's only the beginning of eternity. It's the hope that there is more to life, and it's because of Jesus' resurrection. A gospel without Jesus' resurrection is an incomplete gospel, and is a gospel that will never change anybody's life. The gospel has the resurrection has to be a part of our proclaiming this life and this our testimony and so in Matthew chapter 10 I want to show you a few things about sharing our testimony that is very important Jesus gathers these as he instructed Paul and many others through to share their testimony he gives them some basic guidelines about sharing their testimony in Matthew chapter 10 he gathers all the 12 together and he gives them some instructions and he sends them out to go and preach the good news about the kingdom of God. And this is a lengthy chap chapter and we won't have time to read all of it, but I just want to read some of the highlights of what he says in this great chapter of instructions about being sent out. All of us, we are the sent ones. We're the sent ones. We haven't been sent with nothing. We've been sent with a testimony that God has changed our life. And so that's what he told the disciples. He says in Matthew 10 in verse 16, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. It's important to recognize today that the story that God has sent, given you and I, the testimony that God has given you and I, it's strange to the world. It's strange. It's not normal. It's not something that the world will even readily welcome. Now, while there are individuals who are just waiting, as Jesus says, the harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. There are individuals who, that's like the moment they hear your testimony, something happens in them instantly. That's the power of the gospel. But the world, the Bible teaches, as Jesus warned the disciples, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. You're not always going to be accepted. Your testimony is not always going to be accepted. It wasn't always accepted for the disciples. We know that to be true. But the, he taught them, but be wise as snakes and innocent as doves. And so he tells them in verse 17, be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local councils and flog you in their synagogues. Uh, that happened. We know that. We see that later on. And on my account, you'll be brought before governors and kings. That happened. We saw that in history. It's true. And he tells them this word right here as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. 
Jesus uses that same word there that was given to Paul in Acts chapter 23, that was given once again in John chapter 15, Acts chapter 4, all the references that we've mentioned, that they must share their testimony. That they must share their story as witnesses of what they have seen. Tell them, bear witness to the truth. You don't have to embellish the story. You don't have to add any. Just tell them the truth. Just tell them exactly what I've done for you. Let them know. You've been walking with me. You've seen blind eyes open because I laid my hand. Let them know. Let them know you've seen that. Let them know the wonderful things that God has done through your life. Just share the truth. That's the wonderful thing about being a testimony is you don't have to come up with a story. The story's already there. You just have to tell the truth. You just have to preach what God has already done in your life. Just share exactly. Nope, I can call the revenge. I did this, this, and this. And you know what? We leave it to the Lord to do the rest with that story. And that's exactly what Jesus instructed them to do. Freely you have received, freely you shall give. And so four things about sharing my testimony we see here as, Matthew, or as Jesus sends them out in Matthew chapter 10. The first one we just read here, num number one, share it by the Spirit. Share it by the Spirit. He tells them, don't you worry about what you're going to have to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. And we know this also to be true, because later on in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus sends the apostles. He tells them, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. He's going to give you power, and you're going to be my witnesses. And you'll notice as you read that sentence in that verse that it's a, it has a conjunction in the middle. And you will receive my spirit and be my witnesses. So there is no being a witness without the help of the Holy Spirit. There is no power without sharing it from the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what Jesus has been instructing them to do. Is that when you go out. Don't, don't worry about, oh my goodness, what am I going to say? I know I need to go talk to my neighbor, but goodness, what am I going to I'm worried about it. I'm overwhelmed. What am I going to say? No, our prayer should be this. Lord, fill me with your spirit so that the Holy Spirit can speak through me and speak exactly what is needed to say. And I want to show you how that works. If you go through and you read Acts chapter 2 sometime, you're going to see Peter. Peter had never preached a sermon in his life. He had never testified publicly that we know of before. But Peter, through with the Holy Spirit descending upon him, he stood up and he preached. And in that very day, the Bible says that they were cut to the heart. All the people listening. What does that mean? They were cut to the heart. That means it like hit them right where it hurts. And it drew them to repentance, to such a place that they said, Oh my goodness, Peter, what must we do to be saved? Now notice, it wasn't Peter hitting them over the head with the Bible. They didn't have one anyways to do that with. But it wasn't the forceful way. It wasn't pushing them. It wasn't giving them some type of trying to shake it out of them. It was simply Peter, by the help of the Holy Spirit, sharing what God had put inside of him. And through him, his obedience to the Lord, God did the rest of the work. And the Bible said, through that day, 3,000 people were added to the Lord. That shows us that when you share it by the help of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to worry about counting how many people got saved. You don't have to measure it. You don't have to try to come with some type of earthly statistic to put your hand on. Did it really work? It doesn't matter. The fact is that were we obedient to the Holy Spirit working through us and sharing what God did in my life, that is all that God has asked us to do. Testify to the truth. Our job, listen here today, may we all agree today, our job here today is not to save anybody. 
There is no saviors in this room except for Jesus. He's the only savior. All we have been simply told to do is testify, share the truth, get up on the stand and say, I was once in sin, but Jesus came in, did this, and let this story do its work and through the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to testify. All of us here today. It doesn't matter if you're standing behind a pulpit. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in a school cafeteria or if you're in the break room at work or if you're on a phone with somebody. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to share our testimony. Why do we need the help of the Holy Spirit? Well, first off, the Holy Spirit is God. And if He is God, and he knows all of us inward, outward, all the details about our lives, then we must be obedient to what the Holy Spirit has to say through us because only God knows what the person on the other end of our testimony needs to hear. Maybe there's a part of your testimony that you have never shared before in your life. You have never publicly told anybody. You've never said anything about, and you've never felt like you needed to. But you get on a phone, and God prompts your heart to say, tell them that part of your story, how I changed your life. You say, oh God, but I don't want to. That, that's uncomfortable. That, I didn't like that part of my story. No, just tell them. And the amazing thing is, is when we're obedient to the Lord and we do exactly what God says, the power of the testimony is that it goes to work immediately and it begins to do things. It's like, all I did was just share the truth. And God begins to do something in their heart as the Holy Spirit as, as did with Peter. They begin to get cut to the heart and they say, oh, thank you for sharing that. What do I do to be saved? And this process happens that you never thought would happen. You're on the phone and the other person's weeping. You're weeping. And it's all a wonderful moment. And now the angels in heaven are rejoicing. Why? Because we were obedient to sharing our testimony through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have a testimony. We have to share it through the help of the Holy Spirit. When we try to do it in our own means and own measures, we'll miss, we'll miss details that maybe need to be included. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, we see this in Matthew chapter 10, as Jesus sent them out, he told them, yep, you're going to face some opposition. You're going to have some people, they're going to try to oppose you. Listen, in this world, it's like swimming upstream. We're always going to have opposition. Let's just all know that. Sharing our testimony, it's never easy. It's never easy. It's never easy. There's going to be oppositions. But Jesus says this in Matthew 10 and 26. So do not be afraid of them. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Jesus just comes along and says, yes, you have a story, but don't be afraid of them. I know they're intimidating. They've, they've got flogging material. They've got crucifixes, all the things there that can scare you. I know, but don't be afraid of them. For there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. And watch what he says here in verse 27. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. And what is whispered in your ear, proclaim it from the rooftops. Proclaim it from the roofs. What God has done in our lives. It's, God doesn't do a wonderful work in our lives for us to just uh, bottle it up and keep it in there forever and never. That's not, no. God, God works in such a way. That's what is so wonderful about a testimony that God does in us. It's, it's not just for us, but it's for the many people in our lives. And so you have to share it by the Spirit and you have to share it with boldness. Now that second one doesn't come from a part without the help of the first one. And I can go back and I can remember the moment in my life I came to know the Lord Jesus. I remember the love of Jesus washed over my life, 13 years old, changed me. Oh my goodness. I walked in a service one way and I left completely seeing the world a different way. 
And I remember some time later, some months later, God's power, the Holy Spirit filled me, empowered me. And I remember it was about to be the first day of school, going back to school. And there I was in middle school, a 13-year-old. And I thought, man, I'm about to lose a lot of friends. I knew that. I knew that. I knew they would not agree with how the transformation that happened in my life. But you know what? When the Holy Spirit came, I remember getting on that bus. I can remember it to the, like a, just like yesterday. And I remember stepping off that bus, and I remember there was like a fresh breathing of boldness in me. I don't care what anybody thinks, I thought to myself. God's going to help me. And it was like it just flowed out of me. And I thought, oh, Lord, what is this? I've never experienced this before. I don't even know what it is. What am I doing? It was all new to me. It was all brand new. But there was a boldness about it. There was something that was fearless that said, it doesn't matter what they say, how they laugh, how they make fun of, how many friends I lose. I know all the things you think about as a middle schooler, as a 13-year-old, all those things went through my mind. But I just remember the help of the Holy Spirit coming upon me. And a fresh boldness came. And that's exactly as I go back and I read the Bible, I think my experience was not the first time in history. That's what happened to Peter. Peter went from the apostle who was ashamed of Jesus, who would not publicly profess him. But when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he publicly stood up and with boldness and said, no, this guy you've crucified, he came and laid down his life for all of you. He lit it all for you because he loves you, because of the story all the way dating back to Abraham till now. He told about the help and the power of God. It came with boldness. And you see, that's the thing about the gospel. We do not have a gospel that's a weak gospel. It's not some frail gospel that just kind of maybe gets shared out there and just hits flat to the ground. No, that's not the gospel we have. The gospel we have, Romans tells us that I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. It's the power of God. And so when you and I share our testimony and share it through the boldness that comes through the Holy Spirit, it is powerful. It goes out and it does work. Even though you can't see it with your eyes, it's at work. Because our story, our testimony, the gospel, the word of God does not return void. It does a purpose every time it is proclaimed. So just because you may not get the response you see, or I might not get the response I see, that doesn't mean that it didn't work. You and I will never know how it worked until we stand before the Lord Jesus in all of eternity. Share it with boldness and by the Holy Spirit. And share it in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. He says this, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. You've got to share it. You'll notice all these are working together. You can't have one without the other. You've got to share it by the Spirit. You've got to share it with boldness. And you have to share it unashamedly. 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 Yes, we all have stories in our lives. And they're hard stories. And we have still parts of our lives that we don't even want to look back and acknowledge. Randy Alcorn says this about conversion. He says, conversion does not mean eliminating the old, but transforming it. And when you and I stand up and we share our story unashamedly, yes, we're ashamed of the sin and the guilt that came upon about that. But our story is not our story apart from our past. Our past made us who we are today. And by the grace of God and God's transformative power, we have the story that we have today. And our story is this, is that I have been transformed. I have been made new. And so 
all of this world needs to hear that story unashamedly. Stand up and just share it through the help of the Holy Spirit with boldness and unashamedly. Just let them know, whoever acknowledges me before men, Jesus says, I'm going to stand up before my Father and I'm going to say, that's mine. I, he belongs to me. She belongs to me. And Jesus immediately associates himself with the person who publicly declares the wonderful work of God in our lives. Isn't that something to think about? Is that you and I in all of heaven, we're going to stand before Jesus and whoever we acknowledge our stories right now before men. There's going to come a day where Jesus is going to say, because you were not afraid and not ashamed to share your story with the world, I publicly before all of heaven say, this is my beloved child. Isn't that wonderful? Well done, good and faithful servant. And lastly, this as the musicians come. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, as Jesus is finishing his instructions, and I encourage you to read this whole chapter sometime. He says, anyone who loves, oh, these are hard words. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. God has given us a story to share, a testimony. We share it by his spirit. We share it through with boldness. We share it unashamedly. And we have to share it in full surrender. When Jesus sent these apostles out and these disciples out, they couldn't love their own life more than Jesus because it was about to cost them their life. And if they had loved their life more than Jesus, then they never would have been obedient to what God had called them to do. So this is why Jesus said to them, Whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Because taking up a cross means, Lord, I don't know what is up ahead. I don't know the future that lays before me. But it's not for me to worry. Because I don't love my life more than you. I love you. I don't love the people in my life more than you. I love you. I don't love the things in my life more than you. I love you. And sharing a testimony is being given a story that says, watch this, this is what the disciples did. And I know we come to a modern Christianity that's comfortable and this might be difficult to hear, but they shared a story well knowing that they were willing to lay down their lives on behalf of their testimony. And while thank God we're not living in that type of world right here in America, although parts of the world are, very, it's very real to many parts of the world today. It does make you think today, how much am I willing of my life to lay down for the story that God has given me, for the testimony to say, I once was this, I think God, his grace came and changed me. And here I am today. And what comes next? I don't know. It's not for me to know, but I've taken up my cross and I followed Jesus. I don't love my life anymore. I don't love the things, the, the world, the lust of the flesh, the pride of the life. No, I love Jesus more than anything. And it's worth me today laying it all down for the sake of my testimony.
to tell you so that you might hear the story of God's wonderful power. And we know this to be true, even as the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 12, there's the story of this war breaking out in heaven. And John is watching from a distance and he sees this battle happening. And there is Satan fighting with the angels. And the Bible says they watch Satan and his angels being thrown to the earth. What a dramatic scene to see. And the Bible says that they began to rejoice. Why? Because they triumphed over Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Why? Because they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. The word of their testimony was this. We're willing to lay it all down so that you can hear that Jesus' resurrection, we have overcome through the blood of the Lamb and through the power of what Jesus did, that he was in a grave. He was sealed up with a rock, but they came back and they did not find his body there. And so we, here as word of testimony, we have known and we have testified to the fact that Jesus has defeated death. He has defeated Satan. He has defeated sin. And I am not bound by that anymore. And the word of my testimony is this, that I too have experienced the power of the resurrection and work in my life. So therefore, it's not just a testimony. It's a word of victory. It's the power to overcome. And it will be all of our song one day. And it will be the song that we sing in heaven that says, thanks be to God. Worthy is the lamb. We have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. If the story that God has given you could be at work right now and the story that God has given you is going to one day be a word of overcoming and victory. Oh, we ought to share it with as many people as we can. We ought to run to our neighbors, to our friends, to our family and say, let me just tell you my testimony. Let me tell you the story of what God has done in my life because one day it will be the seal of overcoming on the enemy's head. And I want you to know it even so now. And so Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, as he's writing about the resurrection and the day that all of our bodies are going to be resurrected, he says, thanks be to God who leads us in, oh, not a sad procession, not a pitiful procession, but in a triumphal procession. Thanks be to God who gives us victory to overcome. I'm convinced this morning that the, the reason that so many believers in the world struggle with sharing their testimony is through spiritual opposition from the enemy because a testimony is only a reminder to the enemy that one day it's going to be over for you, buddy. It's the end. And oh, if it's power to overcome, wouldn't it make sense for the one who is crafty to use it to try to shut our mouths up and not ever speak a word about what God has done? Wouldn't that make sense? But no, no, we know. We know better that we will one day overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony because they did not even love their lives even and they did not shrink from death. Thanks be to God for what He's done in our lives. I know this morning there are some wonderful testimonies here today. I know this morning I've heard many of your testimonies and how they have encouraged me, impacted me. And I know the people that are coming in the days ahead of your life just to hear that story. It's going to do wonderful things for them. It may lead somebody to the Lord. It may not. Remember, all we've been called to do is be faithful.
Will you stand with me this morning? We're going to sing that song we sang earlier, He Loved Me. And this morning, we all need help sharing our testimony, right? We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need God's grace to do it with power and boldness. And this morning, you need prayer, or you want that testimony for you. You're ready. No, I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm ready to just give it all in. I want my life to just be all in. I'm going to surrender it all. You need prayer this morning. Just come this morning. We want to pray with you. And maybe you're thinking about some friends and family members that need to hear your testimony. And you're just thinking, oh, God, I know I need to share it with them. And you just need God's wisdom and grace and sharing that by the help of his spirit. Would you come this morning and let us pray for those family members, those friends that need to be saved, that need to come to the Lord. And as you're coming, the choir is going to come. We're going to declare this song as the song of our testimony today. Jesus, we thank you this morning, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You've given us a testimony today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you, Jesus. And God, we pray this morning, Jesus. May you help us as your people. May we tell all the world the wonderful works that you have done, wonderful things you have done. Help us to shout it from the rooftops. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We worship you. Sin when he found me.